For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Out of Bounds podcast, brought to you by the Premium Cigars at Havana Smoke Shop in Jackson. And on the reservoir, Havana Smoke Shop for your premium cigars. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. Houdat Mania has been rocked with Sean Payton retiring. And, uh, man, I can't imagine what the buzz has been like down in NOLA in New Orleans because yesterday we were at lunch when it broke. And you should have, I mean, just watching the rest, the reaction in the restaurant was crazy. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, driven by the Ram Trucks and Jeep Grand Cherokee. Jeep Grand Cherokees at Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. We want to welcome in our friend, uh, Saints Insider, Jeff Duncan. Uh, wrote the great book, Peyton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. NOLA.com columnist. And Jeff joins us on the Corona Premier guest line. Jeff, let's simply start with this. How did we get here? Well, it's a long story. I think basically, Bo, he, he he had had enough, you know. I mean, I think 16 years, uh, he'd probably been contemplating this for a while privately, and I think he wanted to walk away on his own terms and understood that um, there was challenges out there for him somewhere else, and, and um, he wanted to kind of, I think, challenge himself in in another way. Maybe it's uh, in TV for a year. Maybe it's uh, coaching down the road. I'm pretty sure he'll be back in coaching at some point. But um, talking to people close to Sean and even talking to him a little bit uh, during this uh, a couple weeks ago, um, it was not something in his mind that was sudden. He'd been thinking about it for a while, and I don't think he has any reservations or regrets about, about his decision. 
You are as close as it gets as far as the Saints, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. We referenced the great book you wrote last year, year before. Um, describe, so having, you've been there the whole way, Jeff. You you were there uh, prior to them arriving when they were losing. Um, you've been on this remarkable 15, 16-year run with Brees slash Payton. Uh, describe the reaction in the city the last almost 24 hours. Well, I think there was a lot of denial at first. Um, people didn't want to believe that he would walk away three years left on his contract, uh, coming off one of the best coaching jobs he's ever had. Uh, there was really, they couldn't, I think, process that he would walk away without something on the table or for some other job. Uh, so there was a lot of shock and awe, if you will, when the news first broke. Uh, I'll be honest with you, but about middle of last week, everyone I've been talking to, including Peyton himself, he was leaning toward coming back. I think he decided, uh, you know, Pete, Sean has gone through this, Bo, uh, uh, almost multiple times in his career. Uh, he he put so much of himself into coaching that by the end of a season, he's tapped out. And he's got a little ADD in him, a little obsessive-compulsive personality trait, and I think he would admit that. So people close to him, when he was saying, telling them he was thinking about this, I think everybody, including people close uh, to him in the Saints building, including owner Gail Benson, who we spoke with yesterday, thought, well, you know, he's done this before. He's going to come around. You know, let him take some time, and he'll come around. And, and, And I think Sean even thought that might happen. And uh, by about this weekend, I started getting a lot of information, a lot of breadcrumbs, if you will, that this was serious. And and I would say by yesterday, um, I was pretty sure he was not coming back, but uh, we just had to wait for the shoe to drop. And um, it was, I knew it was going to be a big story, but I didn't know quite it would have, the way I described it in my column, uh, Drew Brees, we all, we all knew that was happening, right? It was kind of like a tropical storm. You get the warning, you see the circle out in the Gulf, and, and you have days to prepare and, That's a good and you point, can process Jeff. it. This was like a tornado, I think, for people. It, it hit, touched down, and no one was re- people were caught off guard because I think they all thought that he eventually would, would come back around like he'd done in the past. Wow. He is Jeff Duncan, Saints insider, NOLA.com columnist, and also wrote the book Peyton and Breeze, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. Um, all right, so this is a one-two gut punch for for the Saints. Um, and then I kind of threw out this question, you know, how much longer does Mickey Loomis have in him? I mean, he's been doing this a long time, wildly successful. I'm sure he has plenty of money and a large pension waiting on him. You really start to ask the question, could you see a, a total exit? Exodus type deal of maybe a couple more guys over the next year or two. How do you see this playing out, Jeff? I think he's not going to be the GM for a whole lot longer. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Mickey's in his early sixties. Uh, I think he wants to be the steward though through this, certainly through this transition. But I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me. They've got a general manager in waiting, and Jeff Ireland, who's been a loyal lieutenant. 
and is very accomplished and certainly is, is ready to lead his own franchise. He's done it before. So if Mickey wants to get through this transition, and, and I think it'll be a pretty seamless one, though, the hiring process, they'll have to, the Saints will have to follow the protocols, but um, the league requires you to interview a certain number of candidates. And so this isn't going to happen overnight, but uh, all indications are that Dennis Allen, he certainly has to be considered the front runner. I'll be surprised if he's not the next Saints head coach. And he's very close with Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis values Dennis Allen and understands uh, the job he's done here overhauling this defense. I'm sure that Mickey will want will want to be uh, the GM at least for a few years while Dennis Allen's here. So I'll be surprised if he's not the GM for at least at least two more seasons. Okay, uh, I didn't realize Loomis was in his early sixties. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense now, but uh, he's obviously taking care of himself. How much of this do you not just of uh, you put so much into it, right? As a coach, uh, and Sean has both as a head coach and as and an assistant, Jeff. But also factoring in the fact that he just got remarried last summer. And basically, you know how this works because you've been covering the NFL for 25 years or longer. You know, you get married and you hang out. I guess you go to Cabo and then you get to celebrate for maybe another week, week and a half. And then about July, whatever it is, 15th through all the way through the last week or so, you're gone. How much of getting remarried was a factor in this, in your opinion? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that was it at all. I think, really, he had probably been thinking about this professionally, Bo, for a while. Uh, you know, there's a belief okay. in coaching circles that ten years. There's like kind of a ten year rule, right? Uh, Vince Lombardi went nine years in Green Bay. Bill Walsh, ten years in San Francisco. Uh, Sixteen years is a long time in one place. We saw. A great coach like Andy Reid has kind of, you know, wore out his welcome or his message got stale in Philadelphia and he had to move to Kansas City, Mike right. McCarthy in Green Bay. Uh, you know, 10 years is a long time in one place. And Sean's talked about that a lot. And his mentor is Bill Parcells, who didn't stay anywhere longer than four seasons except for his run with the Giants. So I think he just felt like better to leave now on top. We're facing probably a transition here with the roster – some of their top defensive players are getting older. They don't have a quarter, an elite quarterback. Uh, maybe it's time to walk away, recharge your batteries personally, challenge yourself in that way. I mean, the, the analogy he used yesterday I thought was, it was, was brilliant. You know, he's walking outside in the cold on his own. He's, he's electing to take this path, and, 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 and it's okay. He's, I think, invigorated by the challenge. He's always done that. Uh, but um, I don't think it's about football, and I don't think it's about money. He's got plenty of money. Uh, he was walking away from 15, basically year here, second highest paid coach in the league. So it's it's not about money or football. I think it's more about personal, um, you know, happiness and and also maybe a, achievement. How much was he making this past year? Uh, fifteen. I've I've been told actually it's closer to sixteen million, but certainly fifteen million. Good grief! That's incredible. Do you think he'll get? Do you think someone like Amazon or another media entity, Jeff Jeff Duncan on the Out of Bounds Show Nola dot com? Do you think another media entity will offer close to that in the next, or already has in the next couple of weeks, and he'll end up with Amazon or or somewhere else? How do you see that playing out? Yes, I'll be stunned if he's not in some capacity working for a 
major TV network or streaming network this season. I mean, he basically said he wants to do that. He's looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm sure through his agents and representatives, back channels, he eventually will find his way into that role. And I think he'll be great at it. Uh, you know, I've learned so much from him over the years, covering him about football. He's got a great uh, command of, of trying to uh, – he's a teacher at heart, and he does a great way of, I think, explaining the uh, complicated sports to people. So I, I think he'll be tremendous in that role. And I don't think he'll be long, though, uh, on the sidelines. Maybe a year or two. We've seen this happen before with Parcells. It happened with Joe Gibbs. Uh, but he'll eventually be back in the league coaching. He's just wired that way. Uh, he's too competitive, I think, to – sit on the sidelines for too long yeah i need him in dallas coaching my guy dak prescott but we'll see how that looks in a in a year or two hey can you all right so in your book peyton and breeze um the men who built the greatest offense in nfl history one of the chapters that i I mean i love the book but one of the chapters the fire and fury of sunday sean so you you shared with us some great stories both on and off the air last year Share a story kind of around that theme narrative of the fire and fury of either Sunday Sean or you interacting with Sean over the last 16 years, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, he kind of alluded to it yesterday during the press conference about how early on in his career uh, he had difficulties with the media and that he learned from that and matured and, um, and that, you know, he got better, and he definitely did. I mean, our relationship, certainly we were at odds for, for a period of time around the bounty gate. He didn't like the way I covered the bounty gate issue. But but even before that, I can remember distinctly walking down Ferret Street on, I think it was the Tuesday or Wednesday before the Saints 2009 opener. So that's the Super Bowl season, Bo. They're opening up against the Detroit Lions in the Superdome. On that Sunday, Matthew Stafford's first game as an NFL quarterback, official game, as a rookie. And I remember that week, Will Smith had been suspended by the league for some reason. I think it might have been a, a uh, you know, a drug suspension or something. So he was not going to play at defensive end. And Jeff Charleston was the backup. And I remember we had gone in the in the locker room and interviewed him and asked him about that game, about what he thought about a rookie quarterback making his debut in the Superdome with this wild environment, what that was going to be like. And Jeff Charleston's words were fresh meat. That's what I think it's going to be. It was an unbelievable quote. And, of course, that next day, there was a World War II-style headline in the Times-Picayune, fresh meat. It was obviously a huge um, story that he was calling out, Matthew Stafford. Well, Sean Payton, that night, I was walking down Fred Street after that story had run, and my phone rings, and I I see it's him. And I didn't, when I answered it, I said, hey, Sean, and did not get any more out than that. And he just went off on me for probably five minutes straight saying, do you know what that's going to do? It's going to be up on every, it's going to be in every locker in the Detroit Lions locker room. That's going to be bulletin board material. It's going to fan their flames. And, And he just could not get over that we had blown that story up and that we were sensationalizing it. We called us the National Enquirer. All this stuff, and I finally, I finally got him to calm down. I said, "Sean, it's not going to matter. It's the Detroit Lions. You're going to win the game." And of course, they won. I think 49 to seven or something <laughs> that game. And just, and I think he threw four or five interceptions. And I saw him after the game, and I said, 
you know, we still the National Enquirer, and he laughed and gave me a big hug. So it, that that's classic Sean Payton. It, no, it was just the insight into his attention to detail. Like he didn't let anything get by, including media. He felt like that was going to hurt their chances of winning. He was going to let you know. And then he learned after a while that some things matter and some things don't, and certainly bulletin board material is, is overrated. Have you ever had a uh, professional relationship like like this? Because you've covered all sorts of different coaches, execs, different sports and so on, being in NOLA for so long. Have you ever had a relationship like this where you have had to constructively criticize or at times hammer Sean, but also write about how great and iconic he is too? Yeah, no no one, because I've never covered someone this long, Bo. You think about it, 16 years, a long time. So we've been through a lot of the roller coaster ride uh, in our relationship. Um, I mean, where he, for a couple of years, had basically blackballed me, would not talk to me, uh, was so upset. And then we we finally, uh, you know, buried the hatchet and, and, and have a great relationship today. And I'm sure it'll continue beyond uh, his time here in New Orleans. But nothing... Where and I also have to say I really respect that he admits when he's wrong. You know, it might take him a while sometimes, but he will sure. admit that. And probably the thing I admire most about him that I think is a lesson for everyone uh, in the Gulf Coast, certainly in Louisiana. You know, this state is is 49th in just about everything. You know, they're, they're in all the big things: education, economy. I mean, it's just we're down at the bottom there's not a lot of things to feel good about. So a lot of people tend to play the victim card here. I feel like it's, it's part of the culture, uh, you, you know, blame the officials, blame the injuries, uh, whatever you want to blame, use excuses. Uh, and he never has done that. It's one of the things that I admire most about him as a leader is he refuses to allow his people to use excuses. And I think that's been a, a great model for people in New, in New Orleans, Louisiana and the Gulf coast that you, you can't allow that crutch to seep in. That's a loser's mentality. And, and I think that wore off on his teams. You saw how mentally tough they were despite the adversity that they faced. And I think that leadership is rare, and we certainly don't have enough of it here in New Orleans or in Louisiana. Um, and I think that's something that's going to be a part of his legacy. Boy, that was good. All right, one more question. Jeff com wrote the book Peyton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. How talk about how rare it is for Sean to be so active on social media. And that's not, we see that with college coaches, Jeff, and we've got a couple in this state with Kiffin and Leach and you see it with others, but that doesn't really happen in the NFL. Belichick, John Harbaugh, some of these other guys talk about Sean's ability to engage and kind of get it in that space on Twitter and Instagram and maybe even other platforms and tying that in to kind of what you alluded to early earlier the fact that people feel like he'll be really good on tv yeah well he was a communications major at at eastern illinois and i think it's one of his great strengths Uh, he can carry a room he can address a room he knows how to communicate to players coaches Uh, he's uh, you know almost honest to a fault He's not afraid of confrontation, so he's not. He's going to be great uh, in the broadcast booth because I think he's not going to be afraid to to say what really is the truth. He's not going to sugarcoat things, and I think his ability to relate to players 
and we see that a lot through his social media platforms, uh, is rare. Uh, a rare for a guy who's 58 years old to still get it, you know. The fact that he had a he was the first NFL head coach to have a, a, a Jordan brand uh, shoe contract and wore those on the sidelines. I mean, he had street cred with the players. Um, yeah, he he's got a unique a unique talent in that way, and uh, I think it translates to all ages and demographics, and uh, it's going to make him very popular. I think target for a lot of these networks and streaming networks. I agree. I think I see in the near future, uh, Jeff Duncan and Sean Payton in Rosemary beach. Uh, like this summer at a book signing Payton and breeze, uh, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. Now that he'll have a little more free time before jumping in the booth in, uh, in August, Jeff, thanks so much. You've done a great job. Uh, covering this. His uh, piece is on NOLA.com this morning on Sean Payton retiring and, of course, his book, Payton and Breeze, The Men Who Built the Greatest Offense in NFL History. Thanks, Jeff Duncan. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, Bo. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me on. NOLA.com, Saints insider Jeff Duncan. He joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And if you're watching right now, you can just comment on Facebook, search the Out of Bounds Show. You can comment on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports, and that's how you enter to win this book signed by Jeff Duncan, Peyton and Bree's book, and then a $25 gift card to Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Just comment on YouTube, comment on Facebook as you're watching the webcast. Why you love me, why you don't like Blake, why you think Drew Brees is the GOAT, why you think Sean Payton should coach Dak Prescott to a Super Bowl, in a few years, whatever's on your mind. Why you love Mardi Gras, gumbo, crawfish, and uh, and crawfish etouffee, or anything, or your favorite bar by the Superdome. All of the above. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Bank Plus, it's more than a name. It's a promise. Blake, I thought that was good. How mm. did we get here? 16 years is a long time. It's a long time. It is, it is an eternity in coaching, but especially... In the NFL. You know what I liked? And I'm kind of mad at myself that I had not brought this up beforehand. Well, you should be. Because it's an obvious correlation. I think Sean Payton is the next Andy Reid. And what I mean by that is I actually think he could have as good, if not better, a second tenure somewhere else. I think he's capable of that. And that's very rare. Well, I was going to say, Andy Reid had a great, for all intents and purposes, he was, all he was missing was the Super Bowl. He had a great run in Philadelphia. Especially for Philadelphia Five NFC Championship games. Especially for Philadelphia standards at the time, right? I mean, yeah. they did, they didn't win one until a few years ago. We all know what happened. Yeah. It, it took a miracle. That <laughs> it's the same thing. Andy Reid got them within a whisker multiple times. Okay? Yeah, played for one, had five chances at the NFC title game. He leaves, goes to Kansas City, and you could argue his he's a Hall of Famer for his time at Philadelphia and his tenure at, at Kansas City is a second Hall of Fame career for Andy Reid. I could argue that he's a Hall of Famer in either category. I think Sean Payton yeah. could be that too. We'll I think see. Maybe right. We'll see. But I think that's a. Gr- I thought that was the best analogy I've heard yet of what Sean Payton's future could look like. I think you just nailed it. That that he has the ability to continue to adapt and pivot. Maybe he could be better and yeah. have a second act where he either lives in the playoffs or maybe even plays for another Lombardi trophy. The sh- the list of people who have played for or even and even one is even shorter, but played for or won a Super Bowl with two different teams as a head coach is very very short. True. Very very short. You know, 
That's a good point, Blake. You know, Phil Chat, Phil Jackson and Pat Riley in basketball That's are rare. remarkable. It's just rare. It doesn't okay? happen. Okay. I mean, Phil does his deal with the Bulls, comes back, bottles it with the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Pat Riley with the Lakers was, I, I, that's when I grew up. We didn't, it was foreign what they were doing. I mean, it's just incredible with Magic and, and, and Riley. Uh, then he was very successful with the Knicks, but comes back with the Heat and wins what? Three more titles as coach yeah, slash I think exec, that's three. depending I think on the three, time. Yeah. Um, you're right. And Andy Reid, that's a good point. He was awesome in Philly. Awesome. And he's elevated been better. Donovan McNabb among other players. Yeah. And then grabs, you know, they get Patrick Mahomes, and now here we are. He's in another AFC championship game, and we know how hard it is to get to this weekend. Ask Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Brutal. How difficult it is. How extremely difficult it is to get to this weekend, which I can't wait, by the way. Rams 49ers. Bengals and the Chiefs. Could we have SEC versus SEC in the Super Bowl? Matthew Stafford from Georgia. And uh, Joe Burrow from LSU getting after it this weekend. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.